Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to the House of David Ministries. This is your pastor, Keith Allen. And I'm Pastor Summer Allen. Today we will be discussing Lent and everything thereof pertaining to it, leading up to Lent, things after Lent, where it originated from, give me some scriptures on how to be politically correct by uh, God's will. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, does it, uh, anyone like to start first? Before we get started, or I don't, I'm, I got a lot of stuff on it, and okay, but I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna hold my peace. <laughs> a lot of information. All right, no, that's fine. Now, Lent, Lent came about uh, again. This is a Constantine thing once again, um, and it was given in a way to prepare people for baptism. And uh, Lent is interpreted to the word spring. So that's why you have it happen at the tail end of winter going into spring. Okay? Because it's supposed to be, as they will call it, a spiritual cleaning because it's spring cleaning of the body. And there's nothing wrong with the fasting, you know, for 40 days and whatnot. You know, Jesus did it. However, everything should be done in order and with the knowledge thereof. So don't just do something just to be doing it because everyone else is doing it, and they've done this for the last 500, 600 years. You have to understand what it means to you where it originated from. So anything you do, always get an understanding of it and a history of it because you could be condemning yourself and don't even know it. You could be following something that you may not know to be true, or it may be true. But, again, you don't know that until you do your due diligence, okay? So with that being said, I want everyone to turn... To Luke, chapter 4. Luke, Luke, chapter 4, and this is the scripture speaking of Jesus walking in the um, wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, as we all know, what happened to him after, you know, when he was doing his time in there? But I want to get a record straight. Lent happens, and I'm going to give you a whole history because within Lent is tied um, Palm Sunday, Ash Wednesday, and as Good Friday 
and Easter are all wrapped into this Lent thing. And you don't even realize because it all, it all coincides. Before Lent gets started, <clears throat> there's something called, the very first thing is called Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday happens that Sunday before Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the stickler. It's supposed to be a week apart, and it's not. Right. Because where you get Ash Wednesday from is when Jesus was going about the people riding on the donkey, they laid palms out in homage of him. Okay? A week later, Jesus was crucified. Mm -hmm. These palms in return were burned. And they, people took the ash and they put it up on their, their heads and their foreheads to represent the sorrow and the, and the, and the, and the agony of his death. Mm-hmm. This is where Ash Wednesday come from. When he didn't die on Wednesday. Ah. <laughs> Contraire and fair. <laughs> Actually, he did. Okay. Because the way we see crucifixion, we celebrate the Sabbath on Sunday. Right. Sunday is the first day. It's not the seventh day. Right. Mm-hmm. In Jewish customs, if he was crucified, he would have had to been bring, brought down before sunset on a certain day. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was crucified on Wednesday, which is why they say Ash Wednesday now. Versus a week later. Right. Because of that, <clears throat> when you crucify him and you bring him down that very night, because no, he didn't stay that the whole time. Mm-hmm. You bring him down that very night, three days later, it's his resurrection on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of things going that <clears throat> we kind of, the, the time frames don't. You know, Match up. Add up. Mm-hmm. So back to the Lent thing. Now he goes <clears throat> with the Ash thing. So Lent now becomes after Ash Wednesday. That Thursday becomes the beginning of the forty days of fasting, praying, meditating, whatever it is that you want to do, even uh, <clears throat> do a charity work. Whatever it is you want to do. Now, this 40 days is preparing you for your baptism. And we all know what baptism represents. It represents a newness, mm-hmm. a cleansing of the old and renewing of the new and a bringing out of the new. Mm-hmm. Okay? But Jesus tells us something totally different. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, let's go into Luke chapter 4. And I'm reading verses 1 through 13. Now it says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Okay? Now before this, what happened? He was baptized. Mm -hmm. So why are you fasting for 40 days before you get baptized? 
He got baptized. First, he's saying, my dirty self, I am unclean. Let me surrender right now mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, this is him representing us, trying to show us the way. Mm-hmm. He sacrifices himself, gets baptized, mm-hmm. cleanses himself, goes out to the wilderness. Now, we do it backwards. We want to fast for 40 days before we get baptized. Now, here I say unto you, how can you receive anything new of God if you don't let go of the old? Right. You're still holding on to the old. You're sitting here fasting about it. Uh, as you know, I was saying in the church, well, let me pray about that. Well, let me pray about this. Mm-hmm. Prayer is still a form of fasting mm-hmm. because when you fast, you pray. You meditate on God's word. Again, you are doing everything in the opposite manner of what Jesus Christ is doing. What does who does the opposite of what Jesus does? The Antichrist. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to you're trying to tell yourself that what you're about to do is okay. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make justification of why it's taking you so long to commit to God mm-hmm. instead of just doing it. And then on another side of the two, though, is is that the baptism is so important because you are literally, you're you're literally um, in representation of adding yourself to the body of Christ. So you know it's represented to in John about being born again, like of the water. Mm-hmm. So it's a new birth or rebirth. So literally, you are joining the body of Christ. So in joining the body of Christ, because you said you have to be born of the water and of the spirit, okay? So because of the fact that, you know, that baptism happens and you receive that that um, that belief and that faith and that salvation, now having the water and the spirit, now having that, you can deal with the temptations that come before you. But without that spirit of God, you go into temptation and you fall. Absolutely. So and that's why none of our fasts ever work. Right, and that's we always reason, fail. Right, and that's the reason why that a lot of people you you need. I mean, I know people who uh, practice Lent and they have such a hard time doing it. You know, or they'll say, I you know I messed up and I ate something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I messed up and I and I cursed because mm-hmm. you know they're not supposed to be performing any sin during that time. And also, people are reading right, the original Lent, you're only supposed to eat once a day. Right. right. The original Lent, you're not even supposed to have intercourse with your spouse on Friday. Right. So it's a lot of things that are in there that it's like, why are you doing this to yourself when Jesus just told you, let go of all these things that so easily beset you? Right. So with that being said, let's get <clears throat> get back into the scripture. It says, being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. Mm-hmm. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Verse 3, and the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Mm-hmm. Now here's the key. We always talk about what Jesus said, it is written, right? Right. Now he goes in verse 4, 
And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Mm-hmm. See how the devil likes to twist things, the same thing he did with Eve. Okay? He likes to twist things. Mm-hmm. He takes it and he turns it around. He'll tell you the truth, but then he turns it around. Mm-hmm. Or he'll throw something in there that throws you off and you don't even realize it's in there. Mm-hmm. It's, again, it's that small print in the contract. And as and that is shown the truth because when you, like you had said in the beginning, when you start to actually study about what these um, rituals, um, what, what were the origins of these rituals, then you find the truth and then you see that it's just a twist mm-hmm. of something that was um, evil right. trying to cover it up and make it good. Just like you had said that they, are, they go out as... Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. So that explanation there of being wolves in sheep's clothing, why are we not, um, why are our eyes not open to that? Why are our eyes not open to the fact that there are still wolves in sheep's clothing and they come in so many different ways and shapes and forms? And then we hold something and just because mama did it, grandma did it, great-grandma did it, this is a family tradition right. that we do something. Just the other day you were talking about how um, you were talking about superstition and we were talking about how, and you know, like uh, if you sweep your, you know, garbage out the front door, you're going bad luck. If you, you know, you were telling me about one, walking around with one shoe, bad luck. And, and, I, and the other day I was thinking about how my grandmother used to say, you know, if I sweep over my foot, you know, and don't spit on the ground, then that's bad luck. I mean, it's, it's, and, and it's like something that you uh, is instilled in you to a certain point. Right. But then when you get older and you get more mature, you think more maturely, right. you know, to, to find out that, you know what, there's really no truth in that. Right. You know? And, and like you just said, when I, when, I, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I did all these things that, that children do, and children, you know, listen to mama and daddy and do what mama and daddy say. Right. But then now that I'm older, you know, and, you know, and uh, I, I'm a mature mind, I'm going to go into the word or I'm going to seek a history of it, the understanding of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like when we try to find our true spells or genealogy. Right. Now, with that verse in there, I'm going to read something. You don't have to turn there. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 3, and I'll text these uh, verses out as well. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 says, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Which thou knewest not. He fed you with something that you did not understand. Mm. He fed you with a new word. Okay? This is what God's doing here. All right? Neither did they, did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doeth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord doeth man live. What did Jesus just tell Satan? Same thing. And Jesus has him saying, it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of, of, every word of God. Mm-hmm. It was written right there. I just read it to you. Mm-hmm. In Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy chapter 8. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in verse 5 says, and the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world 
in a moment of time. Mm-hmm. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for, the, <clears throat> for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Mm-hmm. So devil said, I give you all these kingdoms if you just worship me, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And Jesus said again, on verse 8, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. <clears throat> again, we know the word of God. Jesus just didn't follow Satan just because Satan was saying some stuff. Just because whatever Johnny and them were doing, he didn't flow with you know with the the, the you know the, the go. Mm-hmm. All right. So with this verse that said in verse eight, I'm going back Deuteronomy because again he said some things. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So verse eight. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13 says, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. Okay? To serve the Lord. And in verse, in chapter 10, it says, Chapter 10, verse 20. It says here, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, him shalt thou serve, and to him shalt thou cleave and swear by his name. So Jesus understood what was already written from the Old Testament. These are the things that we're talking about. Serve the Lord thy God, nobody else. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. Right? So in verse 9, now here goes Satan again. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For, and for it is written, now this is Satan saying this, for it is written. He knows it is written. Now look how he twists it. It is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Mm-hmm. Satan just told Jesus this, right? Remember mm-hmm. I told y'all Satan knows his word. Right. Okay, I'm going to take, take y'all I'm gonna take y'all somewhere right now. All right. Psalms chapter 91. Psalms 91. I'm going to show y'all something. Right. This is how Satan works. Psalms 91, verses 10 through 12. Now, check this out. This is Satan. And this reads, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. Right. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right there. And 
There's a lot of songs. He <laughs> knew that. Mm-hmm. Verbatim. He knew it. Right. So, people are telling us to do this Easter thing, telling us to do this Lent thing. And we don't even know why we do things. We just follow in the crowd. And I'm not saying anything that people do. If, if people get, if somebody gets you to fast for 40 days, that is awesome. I ain't, I ain't knocking it whatsoever. Right. But know why you're doing it. Right. And what you're doing it for. And what you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because if you're not doing it for God's sake, then you're not doing it for anybody's sake. Yes. And, and then, too, like you had said, and which is so good about this particular part of the scripture is, is that literally he took the word and then he twisted it just a little bit. And just like we're asked to um, start telling you about when itself and the origins of it, it, it's the same, you know, story, just a little bit different. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so they try to, you know, like, flip, you know, flip it on you, you know, um, you know, and so that you would continue to believe it because it sounds right. like God. It, you know, it, it sounds right. You know, um, you know, all of that sounds right. You know, and and it's mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the truth. So you always have to make sure that you are making the right um, choices right. in your practice and not trying to just be religious, but actually having an actual study because he tells you to study to show thyself approved. So if you're not a studier of the word, that means that you are not a follower of the word. Mm-hmm. You're a follower of Man's word. You're not a follower of the word of God. And just like he has said that man will not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So it's like you're 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 literally not uh, living by the word of God. Exactly. Not by the word of God. You know that said. You know we're going to go ahead and get started into um, with telling you some truths. About what 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 Lent is after you continue to keep going. <laughs> I, I just got a little bit more. Okay. Because it, it's so important to understand this is just knowing your word. Like yes. I said, Satan just took that little bit of word from Psalms, and it was verbatim. Right. But he's telling you to do it. But okay, right now Jesus goes back behind him and says, and Jesus answering said unto him. It is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Mm-hmm. Now, when the, when, when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him. But here he goes, for a season. Mm-hmm. Not just, I'm not going to leave you alone for just, I, I, I'm just yeah, forever. I'm leaving you on just for a little bit until I go find some more dirt and try to throw up on you. Okay? <laughs> now, here's Keto, though. Jesus told him, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Now, if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16, again, Jesus came back with him with a scripture after he told him a scripture. Right. Right? Now, Deuteronomy 16 says, ye shall not tempt the Lord, excuse me, your God, as ye tempted him in Messiah. 
because this is what the, 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 they, they were doing. Excuse me. Don't, don't sit up there and be foolish like, okay, yeah, I can sit up here and, and jump off this mountain. And, and, yes, God can send his angels down and save me. Mm-hmm. But that ain't what he called me to do right now. Right. He didn't call me to sit up here and do something out of order. He came here for me to show you the way not to be doing foolishness just because I can do it. Right. Don't tempt God mm-hmm. into saying that. <laughs> not only that, but say, you know what? You know better. I don't think I'm going to do that and play splat. Right. You know, Jesus know better. He he know like, hey, you're just trying to tempt me. You're trying to you're trying to get me to go wayside here again. Off the path, right? But that's that's Satan's work, man. You gotta you gotta be aware of what he does. Like I told you, he knows the word. He just spit it out right there in front of Jesus' face. And the thing about it is, is that like saying even that that portion there of of staying on the path itself, it's like literally, you know how the scripture says is that narrow is the way, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and and very few find it. Very mm-hmm. few people find that narrow path of right. following the Lord because mm-hmm. we tend to always follow the crowd. We tend to all tend to always follow what they say. Mm-hmm. They say. They say. You know, and then we'll even quote other people, you know, and what they say, you know, instead of following the voice of God mm-hmm. and his scriptures <laughs> <laughs> that are there to continue to keep us on the path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that said, we're going to go into a, a couple of different areas of background on actually what Lent is. And as, um, you know, Pastor Keith has said earlier that Lent means um, actually means spring or springtime. And it came from a pagan ritual of worshiping um, someone called Tamus. And Tamus was a false god of the Assyrians. And they actually um, were celebrating the resurrection of Tamus. So as we can see that there's a similarity with the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Tamus. Who Tamus was, was um, their form of God, and his mother was called Ishtar. Mm -hmm. And Ishtar herself, she was a representative of fertility and pregnancy. So that's why they like to celebrate her, or they chose to celebrate her during the springtime. And the name of the goddess, again, was Ishtar, in light of Easter. So that's the same derivative of Easter is Ishtar. And this uh, is a goddess that she, at that time, she, um, you know, know, had her, her child, you know, who was Tamus. And before she had had him, she had people thinking that she was some sort of goddess because of the fact that she was a queen at that time. But, you know, just as those times, you know, you know, people call themselves the sun god and, you know, da, da, da. so she called herself the moon goddess. And she also had taught people that as they saw the moon um, uh, descending or, um, you know, falling down on the Euphrates River, she had said that this represented herself. And then she had said that, you know, as you will see, that the moon itself has a 28-day cycle. 
So she had tried to say that that was her 28-day menstrual cycle because she was the moon goddess, right? Fertility. Yes, fertility. And that at that time, it also represented, she also represented um, that time in teaching that to say that, you know, when um, your eggs drop, you know, during that time that it was uh, a representation of the fertility. Mm-hmm. So with that, with that time, um, what she did was, in, 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 in talking and, you know, consistently speaking about the eggs, and if you actually do some research behind that, that there's several different um, countries that actually use the symbol of an egg as um, an actual, um, you know, um, sacred symbol. And the Assyrians, to celebrate Ishtar and Ishtar's egg, they actually used to dye the eggs and they would hang them up. And they would dye the eggs uh, a gold color is what they would dye them. That's um, what they would do. So, therefore, again, we have a representation of Easter and Easter eggs, mm-hmm. representing the fertility of this pagan god. And just a little bit more of the truth about it is, is that where Lent comes into play with this background on this pagan god was is that um, during the time, like you had said, of Emperor Constantine, his goal, as we know, and if you ever read about Constantine, his goal was to centralize Christianity and to, you know, uh, and, construct it in a certain way. Yeah, he, and he had to incorporate the pagans in there because he wanted everyone to believe the same thing. Yes. So in order to get them into the fold, he had to give them something. Right. So he meshed the two together. Exactly, exactly. So he meshed the two together because of the fact that they celebrated this particular time with their God, which was uh, which was Tamus, and then, you know, with the Christians, we were still performing and practicing Passover Right. at that time. That's what Christianity was doing. They were still practicing Passover. So what did they do? They took away the Passover, and then they incorporated or they – they tried to weave the two together mm-hmm. to make this day, you know, about Jesus and, right. and, and things like that. And But with the connotations of this resurrection of Tamus. So the thing about it is, is that when you start to add all those things into it, you're doing just like Satan did, and you're taking that word of God and you're actually changing it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has said for you to... Um, to remember Passover. Mm-hmm. He told us to remember it and remember the festivals, you know, that he had brought about. Not any new festival. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell you to do something new. He said to practice that. Right. So, and he, yeah, and even Jesus at the Last Supper, he says, do this in my remembrance. Right. Not only was he talking about the breaking of the bread and the communion, but he's also talking about the feast in which they were having, which was a Passover meal. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so that time, too, and, 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 and there's also representation in everything that we even do right now about fertility and newness 
and some things that we do that 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 seem right. You know, because like I say, there's a way that seemeth right. Right. You know, and 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 there's something else that we do is we buy new clothes. You know, and we celebrate by buying these new clothes, and we go to church and we buy. We you know we're showing off these new clothes to show a celebration. You know, for for the resurrection day, but um, in essence, what we're doing is we're celebrating something that wasn't even. That the the actual day that Jesus' resurrection was, because that's always I mean there's always um, disputes about um, what the actual day was, you know. And like you were saying earlier, is it's the actual Sabbath, you know. And so um, literally, when you're uh, doing this, you cannot, you know, speak a lie over the truth, mm-hmm. you know. You just cannot do that. Yeah, because even Satan just did it. He just he couldn't did. lie about it. He had to tell the truth. Right. But then he had to throw his own right spin on it. But right. he couldn't. He couldn't, like you say, he couldn't lie over the truth. Right. And and the thing about it is, is that here we are with this false Messiah. Because what happened with Tamus itself is that you know if you actually look at this. Um, um, the the history of the resurrection of Tamus, um, he was killed, mm-hmm. right? And his, you know, pieces were chopped up, you know, into so many different pieces, and it was scattered all over the place, right, to different lands. It was finished. Well, um, uh, one of the followers had gathered up all of his pieces together and told the people that he had resurrected. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when they, you know, gathered up, they, you know, he took this light, you know, this flame or something and saying that this is the eternal flame, you know, of the resurrection of Tamus, so that people would believe that he had been actually resurrected. And so the the thing about it is, is that the, um, the, the, the truth is not in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have to, I know in some, in some, um, situations, we have to literally um, undo, you know, the untruth. We have to undo it, you know, because, you know, you don't want people continuing to follow something that um, it's just not the right way, you know. And we all get scared and we all get, you know, afraid because of the fact that, you know, we don't want to be the one to say something different. You know, we don't want to be the one who's the outcast and and um and 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 um and told, okay, well, you know, let the people have, you know, their day, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, when you're doing that, you are playing, you know, the role of the enemy. You know, you're helping them out. You're you're saying, okay, just because the word, you know, was was twisted, it's all right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it's, and that's not true. That is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, and, and one thing we want to we want to um, everyone to understand is that we are not attacking anyone here. We're not attacking anyone's beliefs. What we are attacking is, or not should I say attacking, but what we are trying to convey is that no God. Do not be led astray from God. That's right. Just because you want to conform to this world mm-hmm. and all that is in it, mm-hmm. okay? God's so much more than this world, and that's what Jesus came to show us. 
when he went into that wilderness, if you read in, in Matthew chapter 4, that exact same story is there, but it gives you a little different um, insight. And Jesus was ministered unto by angels. I mean, being prepared. But again, this takes you submitting yourself totally to God is what we talked about in the beginning. You have to commit to washing away the old person of yourself into the newness of a baptism. And then you can receive the new manner. You can't take the old stuff. That's what God told him in the wilderness. You guys are continually taking the old manner to the next day, to the next day, and it will be rotten. Okay. It won't be any good to you because it carries you through what you already need to go through. Right. Allow something new to happen in your life. Stop trying to fast for 40 days and then get baptized. Go ahead and get baptized. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to be used by God. Mm-hmm. Commit yourself fully to God and then watch God do his work in you because it's going to happen. That is the truth. And then, um, you know, not every fast will God even receive, you know, just like he, he will not receive every sacrifice. Um, and sometimes, you know, if we're doing something and um, we're not really making it, we're kind of saying to ourselves that it's our will mm-hmm. is that, that can do this thing, you know, that by my will I can stop sinning mm-hmm. because the representation itself is to not sin for these 40 days. Mm-hmm. How can you not sin for those 40 days? Not intentionally, <laughs> you know. And the thing about it is is that if we were capable of doing that, then the law would have prevailed. Mm-hmm. But we need the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is what we always needed. We need Jesus. We need the Lord. We, we, we need that, that spiritual power from on high. Mm-hmm. Not our own willpower. Not my will. But thine will be done in me, you know, on earth as it is in heaven, you know, here, you know, and, and we have to to make sure that we are always giving God the glory for the for the thing that He did, because even in this essence of of the thing, He sacrificed Himself for us for the sin of the world. Right. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. What are you going to With that, with that said, <laughs> very, very good research, and and we always want to um to encourage you to do a study. You know, learn, um, seek God. You know, um, understand what 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 things are. I mean, and and know this though too is that fasting itself is not um so that you can get rid of sin. That is not um, what the true representation of fasting itself was used for. Fasting itself was used so that you can draw closer to God, so that you can um, have that personal time with God, that communing time with God. It's just about you and him. And um, so know that that's what that is originally for. 
and, and let's think about this, this Lent thing, too, because the children of Israel went through it once. Jesus went through it once, 40 days of fasting, but it was, again, it was to draw closer to God once they have already committed. Right. Remember, the children of Israel were washed clean. That is the representation of them going through the, through the, uh, through the Red Sea. Through the Red Sea, they went through the Red Sea. It was a renewing of the people. That was their baptism into a new land, a new Jerusalem, as in Revelation calls it. But during this 40 years in the wilderness, they were being groomed. They were being improved upon. And this old man that was sacrificed, you got to remember, None of the original people who left Egypt, other than the select few, made it to Jerusalem. Okay? They didn't make it, but their kids did. Mm-hmm. Representation of the newness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The washing away of the old man, the way the old person thought, mm-hmm. the way the old person conducted himself. Mm-hmm. This is you, right now, mm-hmm. removing the old person. Removing the thoughts of the old person, the ways of the old person, becoming something new. Now God can work with that. Okay, as they said, and when you when you get an oil change, to never mix old oil with new oil. If you if you run it low, you don't always throw new oil in there because it just doesn't mix well. Mm-hmm. That's what God gave them that manna for when they're in the wilderness. He's giving them something new. He's ministering. Hey, this is, this is the you know the bread of God. That's right. That's get that's given unto you for the building up of yourself, your temple. Mm-hmm. This is what Jesus did. So if you're doing Lent and you've already been baptized, technically you should have been already been baptized, and then you go through your forty days, forty nights. Why are we? Repeating Lent every year mm-hmm. is to no effect if you have to do it every year. Mm-hmm. If you're representing the way what you think you're saying you're doing, mm-hmm. because it's supposed to lead to a, a newness of you, mm-hmm. a new res- respect of new knowledge and understanding within your soul. We're doing it for the body's sake and when we should be doing it for God's sake. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have. So. And, and and another thing, too, though, is that what's taught is, is, is that this time is really to remember sin. Uh, yes, it is. Right. But God said that through repentance, he will remember your sin no, no more. more. So why are we reflecting on the sin of the past? Over and, and, over, and over and over again. It's about always looking forward, always um, becoming new, always, you know, forever looking forward, never looking back. We should never be looking back, you know, on, on those things that have passed away. But looking on the things that are new, that's where our hope is, you know, and that um, when we're changing, that means that you're not, you're not even that person anymore, you know. And, and people, you know, even say that to you. 
when you're walking in the Lord. Like, there's something different about you. It's the transformation. It's 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 the it's the 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 the, the evolution of you spiritually. And so, what does the past have to do with that? It doesn't have to do with that old sin. Mm-hmm. Because if I repent of it and I get rid of it right now and not, not waiting for a specific day of the year, mm-hmm. but if I do it right now, then I, it's to be remembered no more. He's telling you don't remember it either. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, it could, if you continue to remember it, then, hey, what happened to Jesus' blood covering it? Mm-hmm. Because once that blood covers over it, that's it. It doesn't exist anymore. So we have to take on, you know, the newness of Christ. You know, we have to take that on, continue to keep. And the thing about it is, is that this thing is just so intricate because there's always a way that seems right. It seems right, but is it really right? Mm-hmm. You know, so and, and, and no one, no man can tell you, not even us can tell you that this way or, or you know, that this way is right. Seek the, you know, seek the Lord in, in prayer. Seek the Lord and seek his voice and his understanding. You know, do the studies. You know, seek God for yourself. The Lord will give you an answer, and the Lord will direct you in the right path. He will do it, and he will not leave you um, to confusion because he said he is not the author of confusion. Amen. And he, he is a God of truth. So... <laughs> With that, we're going to go ahead and pray out. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for another day, another opportunity, Lord God, to come before you. We thank you, Lord God, for this word, Lord God, that we have received. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that it would bless the healer. We pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that it would bless them, Lord God, that they would continue on in faith, that they would continue on in truth, that they would continue on seeking you for their own understanding, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that we will no longer be led by our own winds of doctrine, but, Lord God, we will be led by you. And I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that this word would cleanse and that it would, and it would purify and sanctify. I pray that all of these things be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That's right.